0: Feral Audio This podcast is called Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest Get some secrets off their chest You should listen, it's the best
1: Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio I am your host, I am still... Joseph Grimshaw. Today's episode features the amazing comedian Jackie Cation, host of the Dork Forest podcast. Jackie discusses her obsession with crappy novels, and in particular, crappy romance novels. So if you like romance and crap, you're in for a real treat. Also, on the podcast, you might hear my landlord discussing his obsession with remodeling the apartment next to mine, which is a fancy way to say today's show features some light background hammering. So enjoy that. Anyway, Jackie also discusses reading novels as a teen and then revisiting them again as an adult and I can really relate to that. I read the original Ian Fleming, James Bond novels when I was but a tween. If you've never read the novels, here is what they're like. There's a decent amount of violence, a shooting here, a karate chop to the throat there, and there's a decent amount of sex not really graphic sex. Bond just sort of thinks about sex and then every once in a while he touches a breast and sometimes gets like almost orgasmically excited about eating eggs that are particularly well-prepared. Really, the novels are mostly just a lot of opinions about the world from a cranky middle-aged British man, and I did not quite pick up on that when I first read those novels. So uh, what a delight it was when I reread them as an adult and realized there is a whole chapter in the novel Live and Let Die in which James Bond just walks around Florida and is kind of grossed out by old people dun dun Anyway, enough about James Bond. Let's talk about me. Here are places I will be saying comedy things soon. On Saturday, August 15th, my show Comedy Dreamtime returns to the Nerdist School stage in Los Angeles. Then I'm off to Dragon Con over Labor Day weekend to do some comedy shows, panels, and a live recording of the Obsessed podcast, the one you're listening to. And that will be all about voice acting. Then I'm going on tour. The Double Clicks, Molly Lewis and myself, are bringing our variety show, Nerd Night Out, to the East Coast. It is a show... Worth leaving your house for. That is our tagline for the tour, and it works really well. You can get details on all these shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live shows. Our theme song is by the awesome Molly Lewis. Thanks as always to Molly for our theme song. And now, with no further ado, turn down the lights, get a big bucket of your favorite sensual ice cream sit back and enjoy Jackie Cation's obsession with novels of a romantic nature hello and welcome to obsessed with me joseph scrimshaw i am sitting here in my home with an awesome human being jackie cation
0: why thank you very much i feel i feel odd i feel the uh, <laughs> odd at Thank you. <laughs> okay,
1: you feel in awe of yourself? Uh,
0: uh, no, I feel I, I I'm basking in your awe. Aww, I think it's what I, you. you've called me awesome, and I'm like, well, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Let it wash over you.
1: It's so. getting to be a weird thing on the podcast. It's sort of my standard introduction because I don't it's have nice. non-awesome people on my oh, podcast.
0: Right. Why would you? It's yeah, your it's your home.
1: But then I feel like yes. sometimes I'm setting people up. All
0: <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> like you, you better have rise awesome
1: league. right now. At least that's the way people are reacting.
0: She's open for God. Uh, <laughs> please welcome the funniest person on the planet and. Now live up to it
1: Do you get that a lot In your stand-up career Where you feel like People give you weird Introductions that
0: As much as anybody You know I mean It's There I don't know If Because there's no real Class on how to MC You know I mean I remember when I Started out doing stand-up There were I was told by club owners Club owners like to be bossy Yeah And they're like So I like the show to go And you're like Please tell me how you Like the show to go Because then I'll know And I'll hopefully do it Correctly Yeah As you like it (laughs) But there was a lot of You know you're, you're supposed to say the person's name at the end of the introduction. You say, uh, you may have seen this person. You do credits. Then you do the name of the person. You never say that they're funny because uh, they're going to prove it. Yes. Uh, no expectations. They prove it. And then uh, and then when they're done, you go up. You say, thanks for them. And uh, let's bring up your next act or whatever. I mean, something like that.
1: That seems good. That seems simple. No
0: time in between unless the person who went up did something weird yeah. Or horrible, and you need to sort of reset the room. Right, uh, if if the room is humming, just bring the next comic. Let them ride that wave. That's yeah. what I was told.
1: I had a lot of people who ask me for credits, and yeah. like sometimes they go like, "Okay, fine. Here's some credits." But other than that, you could just say my name, and that would be fine.
0: Because then you will go on stage. But yes. I always tell people who are like have a hard time pronouncing my name, it's I say it doesn't matter what you say because I will go on stage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that would be
1: and, horrible if comedians physically could not take the stage right, unless can, your name was said correctly. Unless you
0: said it correctly, that would be very sad. No, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm, I have no. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. I mean, you're going to most people. I had a woman, a customer service lady get my name right today. Really? I was like, what has happened here? How <laughs> did you do it? And she was like, I don't know. I It just it looked like it should be Cation. And I was like, I like it. Just the That's name. That's how described. I do
1: it. Awesome. That's great. Uh, so your obsession. Right. Is, is sort, sort of sort crappy of crap novels well, slash romance. You, well, with the, all
0: of them, because here's the thing about about uh, I do a lot of reading, right. so I guess it would be reading, but it ca- I cannot pretend I am not a pretender to some throne <laughs> of either the Oprah slice of life novel, which oh, okay. in some ways are crap tastic, yeah. right, and the classics. <laughs> or
1: nonfiction
0: textbooks. You know, which are like sort of the higher ground of novel. Right, right. So you
1: won't read anything you can get your hands on. You only read specific kinds of crap.
0: Well, when pushed. <laughs> you know, push came to shove. I traveled through Europe a, a thousand years ago and I ran out of English written novels. English and so I read I don't I don't enjoy short stories very much. I like a longer story. Yeah. And but I ended up reading a collection of Hungarian short stories that were written almost entirely. Based around the time of the Soviet Invasion uh, of the 50s So super Sad it was like one Horrible, sad, sack story about Hungarians being killed by Russians after another.
1: Was it was the collection just called? Here are some shitty things that happened in Hungary. No,
0: I kept it though because it was such. You know, when I, you keep it. I sometimes will keep a novel because or a book because I'm surprised I read it. You know, and I'm like, I wonder if I'll ever read this again. And Probably I, not. Right? Like, there's at least textbooks from college. You know, like right. political theory books that I'm like, I read that damn book. I'm keeping it. It's yeah, gonna be on my. It's gonna be on my. I paid for that. I paid for it. It's. It's going to sit there. It's, it's the history of the political theory, and uh, I'm never going to use it even as a reference. <laughs> but uh, it's going to make people think I'm smarter than I am. Right. It's a
1: trophy room now. It's a
0: bit of a trophy. Yes. Yeah. It's a bit of a trophy. So, but when I was, a, you know, like, when you were a child, you are encouraged to read the worst the worst people are like it's just good that you read. It's just good that you read. Yeah, whatever Which, it is, you know, manifests itself into guys going. I read all the letters in hustler, and you're like, that is good that you can read. Well
2: played,
0: and I and I still. Uh, I believe that I actually yeah. believe that it, Whatever you are reading At least you are reading something Yes, yeah,
1: so you're at least see, Hearing somebody else's Idea of the world Even if it is Similar yes. to your own Or disgusting
0: Right Well, and I mean The thing is Is like guys who Pour over like Mein Kampf And, 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 and like Horrible books yeah. Those I, I would actually Prefer that they didn't yes. But Whatever I mean But if you're If you're reading porn Or if you're reading You know, whatever <laughs> Weird Like there's a lot Of mercenary books In junior high I read a lot of Merc books Yeah because uh, I I had a I had a, a short lived I had a job at my stepmother's uh, hairdresser salon okay where I cleaned the brushes and for doing such a thing on Friday and Saturday for like two hours uh you know whatever two or th- two or three hours and mostly it was a fifteen minute job okay right uh each day and uh, I got fifteen bucks wow and I took that fifteen dollars and I walked across the street to the hobby shop. I would buy a Spider-Man uh, comic book nice. and uh, some sort of novel. I wanted a novel and um, for some reason they didn't have novels that were that I really wanted to read. Like yeah. because okay, I should start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, plug and play, by the way, Jackie Cation. I will talk for an hour and then <laughs> you can edit it and do whatever you want. So when I was little I read a lot of um Dan Frontier books.
1: Okay. There I was, don't know those. What are what is Well
0: they're Daniel Boone Okay um, they're just sort of like they're they're kids Versions of Daniel Boone, okay, uh, going across the pioneers and fighting Indians and and settling and and circling wagons and uh, having a dog, and then uh, <laughs> by like third grade, I was reading all dog and horse books, like those crazy See, girls who would read dog and horse. You
1: books. A- you attach to the most relatable part of the Dan books, right, which the dogs.
0: The dogs. I'd never had a pet as a child. I desperately wanted one, okay. and then, um, oops, I'm spilling things in your beautiful <laughs> apartment. Don't do it. Okay, so. Um but there was a there was an author when I was a kid called Colonel SP Meek M E E K and uh he wrote he was like a British a British guy who wrote these dog these dog books and um they were like the story of the Coast Guard dog. Yeah. The story of you know, dogs with jobs, essentially. <laughs> and,
1: uh, and good then, upstanding employed good, dogs.
0: Employed dogs, not shitty sitting around dogs and they're doing their <laughs> they're pulling their share. And then and then also um, some horse books. Like there was a horse book about uh, uh a polo pony in India during okay. uh, during the the time when Great Britain was colonial power over India. Okay, and uh, it was but a British soldier who had a string of polo ponies, but his favorite one was called Frog or something. I don't know what the hell it was called. But so I read all those crap novels, and then I read a lot of. Um, uh, not Nancy Drew, Hardy Boy.
1: Oh, Hardy Boy. I read all Boys. the Hardy okay. Boy
0: books. And Three Investigators, Indiana Jones... Indiana Jones. Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators. Yeah. You ever now, read those?
1: Did you, did you want to read the Hardy Boys, or was Nancy Drew just not available?
0: I tried to read Nancy Drew, and it was too girly. Uh, I never yeah, understood okay. how she could solve crime in pumps. I have since uh, reread some Nancy Drew and I don't mind them. I don't mind yeah. them at all. I uh, she's, she's scrappy. She's scrappy. Did she too. have
1: softer mysteries? Because like the Hardy Boys were always like, you know, let's break her ankles in Death Castle. Like they didn't, they were like <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. They like were like the mysteries ethereal. were scary. There's like, to, especially for a kid, like there's skulls and death and oh, boat drownings and whatnot. Was constantly being, I think Nancy Drew constantly
0: being—I think—Nancy Drew was constantly being kidnapped. Of course, and you're like, well, but you know what? She she had a hairpin. You know, she could get out of things. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, she could break a heel off. I don't okay, know what actually she did. She she did. She got out of her own. Problems for the most part, Good. and then some. And then Good her boyfriend you, and, her, and her and her dad would show up and help even more. <laughs> and because uh, it was a lot of, it was that time. Yeah, and uh, that's fine.
1: So you read the, you you did the the super kitty dog and pony. Right, Yeah. Then you went to the Mysteries
0: Then I went to Mysteries And I And then I went to Louis L'Amour novels
1: Oh, wow Because The Western
0: guy, right? Westerns Yeah, it was all Westerns He's written something like 110 novels I read them all And uh, Because I was By then I'm in like 6th or 7th grade Okay And uh, The public library um has them all, and so and and then, also seventh eighth and ninth grade, I was reading a lot of historical fiction, but all civil war, okay, so essentially there's a guy named Joseph A. Ultschuler who wrote in the early nineteen hundreds um Eight books about the Civil War, four from the perspective of the South, four from the perspective of the North. Okay. They were cousins, raised as brothers. Turns out they fought for different sides. And uh, they're all available, by the way, for free, and they're on my Kindle. And uh, (laughs) so, because I do a lot of rereading, too. When I was a kid, I did a lot of rereading. Because there was, my childhood, like everyone's childhood, was full of people telling you what to do. Right. And so, because that's what childhood is people bossing you. <laughs> and you don't want to hear it, so you hide in different ways and you act out in different ways. And what, the way I hid was I crawled into a book. Right. And so I did a lot of rereading and then reading and rereading. So I read the Civil War books. I read some nonfiction about the Civil War because I was, got very interested. Okay, cool. Andersonville.
1: So that uh, was the picture of what adults want out of a kid reading: of oh, you, right. one oh, on a path from horsies to mysteries <laughs> to actual Civil War, and then we're actually reading about like and real life non-fiction. history and then understanding. Real history. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then and all children also wrote World War One and French and Indian War uh, historical. Wow. War. Yeah, and I tried to read Fenimore Cooper. I remember that I was like, "Oh, this is supposed to be amazing. It's supposed to be," and I was like. I don't like it. It was too hard. It was written, it wasn't written in the early 1900s. (laughs) It was written in the late 1700s. And so the English was a lot denser. Yeah. And so I uh, was a child, and to some extent, that's what's led to. Me, when I, when I read crap novels now, which are romance novels, which are, uh, you know, Spencer for Hire novels. Okay, I read wow. all the Spencer for Hire novels, you guys. Uh, I read um, a lot of. Like, I just read a Dean Koontz. I read, you know, I mean, the, all of yeah. the ones that, you know, you see, like, a 52-year-old dude on an airplane reading. Right, so this is, yeah. like,
1: traditional airplane reading. Yes. Like, or, like, books that you could get in a grocery store.
0: Right. Oh, that's a funny story, is the fact is, uh, when I, I would go to the library, and I wouldn't return the books fast enough. And uh, so I'd have um, a fee, and then I couldn't pay the fee. So I started stealing books. But the only place to steal books outside of South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, is actually in Cudahy, Wisconsin, the town next over, uh, uh, at a Kmart.
1: So you actually shoplifted.
0: shoplifted. Shitty enough. Oh,
1: like, what did you shoplift? Well,
0: that is when it all. That's when it really went into romance novels because that's all they sell. That's what
1: they have at Kmart because that, you know, they
0: sell they sell Louis L'Amour novels, which I've read. Right. Uh, they sell some Zane Grey. Never enjoyed right. Zane Grey just because he he did a great job describing the scenery,
1: good <laughs> character development, but like just sort of being stereotypical on gender politics. Kmart wanted escapism. For ladies and for men The westerns and the romance novels So
0: very basic Yeah And I had already read all of the So I was like (laughs) You've done
1: the man escapism I've
0: I've done the man boy escapism (laughs) I gotta go to the girl woman escapism Which were a lot of Harlequin romances Cool And the Harlequin romance uh, Is Uh Is essentially the Laffy Taffy of books. (laughs) And when you're 14, 13 or 14, there's, first of all, they had all of the Barbara Cartland romance novels, which were Princess Diana's mother in law, her her sister was married into Barbara Cartland. Okay. In real life. In real life. And Barbara Cartland was an old religious British, uh, super. The corset was far too tight, kind right. of lady.
1: Super repressed. Like yeah, l- years repressed. of orgasms are going to come out when the corset oh my loosens. God. On
0: her, hopefully, on her deathbed, she <laughs> had the greatest orgasm of her life because no one even kissed in those books until they got they got married on the last page. They go in for the kiss, nothing. Yeah And like you
1: cut away like, And
0: then the book's over Book's over
1: Like they lean in slightly
0: And then purse lips And End scene And you're like really? I'm gonna kill somebody Is
1: it I'm- even an ellipsis no, there's been, and
0: we have' yeah, period and uh, and no and no trailing away like in the suicide yeah. notes and shitty novels when the, the line goes down and goes off. I am gonna kill myself and sign Jeremy <laughs> off the page, and uh, so
1: I'm finally gonna have sex off, off the, the page. page. Yeah,
0: and, yeah. So I read those, and then there were. And it was, uh, what the hell was her name? Because she was the one who turned me on to Harlequin Romances when I was, I think I was 13 or 14. Her name is Katie. She was also in my eighth grade. Okay. She ended up marrying a cop in Milwaukee, probably living a very peaceful life. Not. Anyway, um, no offense. Okay. So he could be the the best Milwaukee cop there (laughs) ever was. And she could be the happiest lady in the world. Anyway, but, uh, so I started reading Harlequin Romances, and Harlequin Romances are mostly in the and this is in I don't know late seventies, early eighties. So yeah. they're mostly rape fantasies.
1: Really? Yeah,
0: they're mostly like guys they're they're opposites attract was the theme. Okay. And so opposites attract meaning like, if someone is horrible to you, you end up falling in love with that guy.
1: And sort of like the the sexual fantasy of sort of hate Sex.
0: It's hate sex. And it okay. ends up being just fucking grumpy magoo, man. It's just a bunch of grumps. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not... And then there was a lot, of the, a lot of them took place in Australia. Yeah. Where they're like, ah, it's romantic in the outback. Yeah. And you're like... I have uh, since been to the outback, mm. and um, seems uh, just as boring as the middle of Wisconsin, quite honestly. <laughs> and uh, you make you make of it what you can, right? Very pretty, and I'm sure there's a lot of horses. And yeah, that, like the horse.
1: that genre is weird because it is the fascination with the grumpy dude. Which okay, like maybe that's sexy when you first encounter them, and they're like blazingly eighteen year old, twenty four year old handsome, right? But like a thirteen, uh, like a thirty six year old guy who's brooding that you're married to is just like. An asshole ass. who won't do the dishes or talk to you. Exactly. Do yeah. your
0: half of the chores, jackass. <laughs> and, uh, well, I think about, like, Pride and Prejudice, because, you know, I ended up reading Jane Austen and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mr. Darcy, he's just brooding. He isn't a bad guy, he's just socially awkward. Yeah. Right. He is not that guy. People read Pride and Prejudice and are like, "Oh, the mean guy. That's the bad boy." And he's yeah. Mr. Darcy is not either the bad boy or mean. Yeah, he is socially awkward, and
1: that's the whole revelation of that. Right. He really? can't express his feelings. He's more repressed than she is.
0: Yeah, he's just not great. He's yeah. just he's a little Asperger'sy, <laughs> and uh, you just got to be a little patient with him. But uh, he wants you to have a good time, and he wants you to be a happy yeah. person. Yeah,
1: and I wonder if Darcy is tied up a little bit with the fantasy of the, these kind of brooding jerks. That fantasy of the handsome, brooding guy who appears to be a jerk is secretly a sweetheart. Right. Uh, right. But then it seems like these novels that you're talking about never got to the secretly a sweetheart part. It's, right, it's, it's like just they like... missed
0: out and they, they didn't really go to the end of Pride and. Pre- I read the end of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, and realized that he's that a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He said, "You know who the bad guy is? Uh, the the guy her sister marries. Yeah, uh, the her younger sister. And uh, yeah, so and Darcy
1: has to fix it. And Darcy has Jeez. to fix it.
0: Yeah, I grew up with that dirtbag. So, um, but." So that was like, junior, I was reading, I was, you know, reading a lot of romance novels. And then, and then in college, I, and I was still reading a lot of historical fiction and a lot of, um... And then in college, I get introduced to science fiction. My yeah. brother, I lived with my brother for, for a summer, him and his wife, in Minneapolis and worked at a Chinese restaurant. And uh, that is still there, the Village Walk. It's oh, not really? the best. Yes, but it's good. Wow. That's uh, in
1: Stadium Village, right? It's
0: in Stadium Village. Yeah. I, stadium, yeah. I
1: spent some time at Village Walk not working, but eating a lot when eating? I went to the University of Minnesota. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah. The Village
0: Walk. That yes. was
1: it. I spent some of my student loans there.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I, there was a, it was a slash-and-burn uh, way of learning how to... Because I, essentially, I... Seated people and I bus tables. Oh, nice. And it was great. And I did work there for a summer, and my brother was like, what do you mean you've never read <laughs> The Lord of the Rings?
1: Yeah, for someone and, who is reading for escapism to be yeah. brought into a different world.
0: Right, so that summer I read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, Dragon Riders of Pern, that stupid leper series, uh, that I was like, hey, sad sack, uh, I, and I tried to read as many as I could, and then that got me into, and also Heinlein, okay. and then I went down the rabbit hole of science fiction. Yeah. And Gibson and uh, William Gibson, Yeah. and, and all the stuff that my brother, you know, my my brother is just like, all right, well, here's, uh, here's Asimov, here's the Foundation series, here's the next series. And I'm like, did anyone just write one book? No, no one did. (laughs) And not anymore, for sure. No. (laughs) Right. And so then I started reading, you know, and I was always reading like uh, Crap Mysteries, yeah, like I read, I think A A is for alibi. You know the oh yeah, it's that the, lady. like the
1: whole alphabet three times, right? Yeah, the, I mean, the,
0: the alphabet lady. Yeah, and uh, uh, she was good. I think I stopped around K. Uh, I think she's still going. Uh, I think she bought a house. I she's think got she invented mortgage.
1: new letters. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> she might be. She's going through the Celtic
1: uh, alphabet at this
0: time, and uh, she's onto
1: emoji. Who right. emoji is for <laughs>
0: right, and so but it's weird because I'll go on Jags, right? Like I'll do. I wish I could remember this guy's name, but I can't. So I'm not going to worry about it. But uh, uh, Because when I was traveling in Europe, the other thing, like I read that Hungarian book. And then I also read, I found without a cover on it. So you know how like sometimes it has the name of the book and the name of the author on top of each page on a paperback? This one didn't. And it took me, and I, so I just kept it. I kept it, and I kept it. And
1: it was one like the publisher's reject that had, yeah, and, that had, 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 had the cover ripped off. Yep. Okay.
0: And it is a book called Missionary Stew. <laughs> and mission, uh,
1: Stew? Uh, S-T-E-W. Okay.
0: Yeah, as, as in the food. <laughs> and um, it is also, it's, it's essentially like thriller- thriller journalist. It's like political thriller.
1: Okay. And I was really hoping it wasn't a romance novel. Ross Thomas. It is not. Okay.
0: A guy named Ross Thomas. And he wrote, he was a, he was a diplomat. I mean, he was a politician for a short amount of time. And then the, in the uh, 60s, he lost his job and he's like, I'm read a novel, and like nice. a month and a half later. And ma- matter of fact, I just found this out because I just uh, my used bookstore over in Burbank, which mm-hmm. is called the Iliad, and it's a lovely, um, nice. it's a great bookstore uh, in Burbank, California. Uh, they had so many Ross Thomas books. I went on a Ross Thomas jag, and I read all, everything they had. And it's just they're all set in the late '60s and the early '70s, and they're political thrillers and they're, they're yeah. journalistic thrillers, and they're and they're fascinating, and they're you know there's they're not who's that James maybe it's james patterson i I read I think my first James the killing.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like I read one of him cuz my mother-in-law was like, "Oh, you will like this." And so what it is, as I'm telling you, is that I spend a good portion of my time reading crap novels. Yeah. And that's what I do. I just and then so I'll go through a jag of like like I read all the Spencer Fryer novels and then they came out and then he died and then I was done. I read all of Tom Robbins. I think I'm saving the last Tom Ow. Robbins. And uh, but there's ones but there's there's great books that I can't read. Right? Yeah. There's, I just tried to read Moby Dick and I liked it better than I did when I was 15 and I read the Cliff Notes. Yeah. Just because I've but learned. But it's work. But it is work. It's a little dense. But I've learned about reading now is that, y- you know, when you read something and there's a big honking word that you have no idea. Yeah. That it's and, and in Moby Dick, it's about will You know, it's about wheeling. Yeah. And I'm never going to need to know that. Yep. It doesn't matter.
1: You're going to have to work be, really hard to drop it into conversation, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I, it could say uh, flutter bidget or whatever. And I'm I'm just going to go, oh, he's he's looking at a flutter bidget. And then uh, all of a sudden he's sad about his mom. And so, I mean, <laughs> get to the, I want to get to the character development is my whole thing about Yeah,
1: it. you want the escapism. And yeah, I want the if escapism. If it's super dense and you have to be overly intellectual about it. You can't escape. It's a block toward escaping.
0: Right. And a lot of, like, science fiction, and a lot of people don't know this, a lot about romance novels is, and the new ones, is that there's, uh, people know this now about science fiction and about uh, escapism books, is that the political agenda, there's a social political agenda with all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is sometimes well-hidden, sometimes not well-hidden, sometimes right-wing, sometimes left-wing. And, um... It can be like the takeover of the Hugo Awards this year.
2: Yes, was a uh, lot of
0: lot of man, a uh, lot of male empowerment kind of things, mm-hmm. where a bunch of bossy fucking dudes were like, "There's not enough guy stuff." And uh, and you're like, but the the message that they liked in those books was that men are super strong and men are the bosses of things. And, yeah. Uh, and then other books, like because Hugo does tend to pick, they love. I don't know if you've ever looked at the Hugo listings, but they love a sex scene. Yeah. They like they loved Heinlein where he's got like a half a dozen wives or she's got a half a dozen husbands and yeah. everybody's doing it. Yeah,
1: it is this little weird pocket of sexism where because I think culturally we think of science fiction as progressive because it often does have political allegory that we forget that it might have been progressive about like class issues or race issues, but a lot of it is not progressive about gender issues. Right.
0: And and it can and to some extent it can't be. You know, I mean, everything can't be all things to all people, yeah. you know? I mean, there's a great series, the Company Series, by Cage Baker. Mm-hmm. You ever read that? Mm-hmm. She's from California. Her Cage with a K, K-A-G-E, Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And it's got two things in it that I actually usually loathe in science fiction, which is immortality and time travel. Uh, mostly, I hate immortality because... It seems depressing. Uh, <laughs> the and idea
1: of living forever? Forever. Like, that's st- not something you want to escape into, because when you think about living forever, it just seems like right. more and crap you travel, have to do. I
0: want too much. Oh, okay. I love time travel. I have always wanted to time travel. This is a new theory of mine. I said I've always wanted to time travel back in time to Wisconsin, where I'm from, back in the early 1600s, in, let's say, uh, spring or early fall, and uh, just look at the land. Yeah. Look at how beautiful it would be. But I don't know anything about living off the land or camping, so essentially what I want to do is go back in time and die of exposure,
2: because <laughs> I wouldn't know
0: and I, I, I was thinking about writing, if I wrote a story, it would be about how that's how humanity will end, we will eventually create time travel, and people are like, I've always wanted to beat pirates, dead, Dead. <laughs> I've always wanted to see a civil war battle dead off, dinosaurs and dinosaurs, yeah. all of it, like everything you know, Genghis Khan, I'm supposedly related to him, and I'm killed. Yeah, I want to go so, see the
1: Kennedy assassination, I take a stray bullet, yeah <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, absolutely everything where it's just like completely (laughs) insane. But Cage Baker does immortality and time travel incredibly well. Okay. Just because it's, it's very well researched Mm -hmm. and it's, it's funny in this very, it's, it's a dry funny. Just so you know. Just yeah. going in. it's not Terry Pratchett, right? Yeah. It is not the punitentiary of, <laughs> of people living on top of a turtle. And a lot of wordplay. There is some wordplay, but there's and she loved Terry Pratchett. Yeah. I got to have her on my podcast. Oh cool. Yeah. Before she passed away. She had an aneurysm and oh, died no. five, six years ago. It was very sad. Fifty-two. of young yeah. for people dying. Anyway, but she uh, but the company series and then she wrote like three or four fantasy novels that are genuinely funny. Oh, cool. Like, are more Terry Pratchett-y, but still smarter. Like, Terry Pratchett, I think, is a giant goof. Yeah. And is, to some extent, just lobbing things. He's like, how about this one? This is a goof. Yeah. And hers are, uh, in my opinion, and I, I genuinely like Terry Pratchett, but, uh, but her stuff was more well-crafted. Okay. And smarter. Uh, Just because it had real history and real And I love historical fiction So So
1: at this point in your reading career You're saying that you like crap novels But Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're pretty well read overall
0: Right, but I I think what I want is to. It's like the AFI top one hundred movies. Yeah. One one year I was like, I'm going to watch them all, even if I have to watch them all on fast forward. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to see them all go past. (laughs) Very quickly. Don't give me shit because I haven't seen Chinatown. Yeah. And um, so, like, I want to read the classics, right? Yeah. And, um, like, Don Quixote. Yeah. Uh, It was funny. It was well written. I got 180 pages into a 400-page book. Yep. And I couldn't do it, and I don't and know you're why. you're, like, out. Yeah, so that's why I—and it, it, it's self-deprecating. It isn't—because I am pretty well-written. Yeah. Well-read. And, uh, and, and you I, are
1: well-written. I'm pretty well-written, too. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty well-read, and I'm not—and I, And and I I consider myself smarter than the average bear. So, yeah, there isn't any sort of— I don't have a big ego. I guess attached to the yeah. fact that I read crap because I so, do genuinely. But what read do you think novels.
1: makes it? What do you think makes it crap? Do you think it is it like the quality of the prose? Is it sort of the social standing of the books? What makes you feel like the books you're reading now are crap?
0: I think I think it's, it's for with romance novels, it's definitely the the the, the social standing. Okay. It's there are. Yeah, the, yeah. let's talk about the... Because the romance novels, there is nothing redeemable in anyone's <laughs> mind when you say, I read romance novels. Right. I do a bit about reading romance novels, and the silence in the rooms of stand-up comedy has to be mocked Yeah, in the next sentence. I've
1: seen you do this bit. Yeah. You, you actually told me about this bit, and it sounded interesting. And then I actually got to see you do it and its an amazing bit in that it sort of relies on the fact that the audience is going to react, weirdly, to romance novels every time.
0: And, weirdly enough, I've been doing that bit for about a year and a half now, and there have been several articles that have come out, and we all know Marie Bamford does a joke about how powerful articles are. Anyway, <laughs> uh, And <laughs> so whenever I say the word article now, I'm like, you hey, we all know how powerful articles are. But there's a lot of articles about the power and the and the... Because it's a billion-dollar industry, right? right? So clearly I am not the only one reading them, right? right? And there are... As many genres of romance novels as there are genres of uh, different kinds of novels, right? right.
1: You can get it's any a, kind of romance novel.
0: And the rabbit hole. There's a there's a bookstore in Minneapolis called the Paperback Exchange, over on like 50th and France, okay. I think, or something like yeah. that. And um, and a very nice thrift store, you guys. It's called New Look N U. <laughs> anyway, so um, but the 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 Paperback Exchange has. The romance, they have also have westerns and science fiction, but they have the romance novels separated into genre. Oh, nice. So there are time travel ones that are the worst for me. They are not for me. I mean, Maria Bamford, I would go on the road with Maria yeah. last uh, This year, not so much. She's not doing stand because she has a sitcom on Netflix coming out. But um, the, she would. She thought it was hilarious that I that I read romance novels. So when she would go to like Walgreens or something, she'd buy me one. <laughs> well, you can't buy it's like but trying to buy other people's porn to some extent. Yeah, it's like but you can't. She would I, and I would try to read it, and I'm like, well, this one was both uh, rapey and religious. So I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> Just this throwing out the van me. window. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: and that's the other thing about romance novels. You mostly don't keep them,
1: right? Because there's they're, so many.
0: Right, There's they're they're not very well written. So you read them and then you leave them at the at the in the airport or you leave them <laughs> at your hotel, and I ca- I probably have about forty of them though that I have kept and reread. Okay. And there is a there's a, like a sort of a modern version of Jane Austen that I uh, reread all the time named Georgette Heyer. Okay. And she doesn't have any sex in the books, but they're really well written and they're very funny and sweet. It's sort of a room with a view kind of thing. Okay. They're cool. A comedy of manners, and so. And she wrote in the 20s up to the 70s. So, But, like, Stephanie Lawrence mm-hmm. is, well, who knows if that's a real name? Mary <laughs> Ballow. I mean, there are, there are, like, these women who write. And Stephanie Lawrence and this woman named uh, Kelsey, I don't know, not Kelsey. Jennifer,
1: real lady. Right, yeah. right.
0: Like a PTA mom from northern uh, New York, okay. right? Like, they're they're usually written... And some of them are, are better read. Like I like historical romance. Okay,
1: like and where both of the people are from that time, nobody that touched together. a stone to get there. <laughs> right.
0: I don't want any part of Outlander. <laughs> I know that people like it. It's uh, people are like you would like it. You would like Game of Thrones too because you like fantasy. And I'm like, no, no, all of those people are dead. I tried to read it twice. I tried to listen to it on Audible. I tried to watch the television show. Uh, it's like watching Breaking Bad. It's never gonna get better. These people's lives. I need them to get better. Okay. That's the so
1: escape. Y- so okay. So I'm. I'm near in on what you actually like so you 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 want the escapism so Mm -hmm. so it has to be not only a world you can disappear into but a world that you would probably like to be in
0: i wouldn't mind being in it and as long as and and i like the resolution right if the resolution is is nice i enjoy a happy so you
1: want a happy ending okay i enjoy
0: a happy ending i don't uh, i i watched three seasons of breaking bad and i was like This is never going to get better.
1: It just readjusts your idea of what a happy ending could be.
0: (laughs) Yes, if I could (laughs) redefine what that is. And it's not that I don't know that... It's like
1: a midlife crisis of a television show. It's like, readjust what you expect.
0: Exactly. I would rather... I I used to do this joke about how I would rather live or die through uh, a movie like Open Water, Mm -hmm. through the actual... Being trapped in the water and dying by sharks, <laughs> than to watch that movie.
1: Okay, so what is a what is a perfect uh, romance novel or a little subgenre for you? So, well,
0: the okay, I will tell you the plot of the Stephanie Laurens uh, Sinster series. Sinster is the last name of the people. CYS Okay, so yeah, so that's not
1: at all subtle. So that would
0: no, no, that would lead us toward very little subtlety. Right. About page one hundred and forty-eight of every single. Uh, Stephanie Lawrence's novel uh, is the sex scene.
1: So like you can just go if pick I one up to. and it's 148.
0: Go to page 146. <laughs> you to be, need to. If you just need to essentially read in pretty hot. Yeah. Pretty hot sex scene. 146 <laughs> to 152. Check it out. Check it out. It lasts longer than most actual sex. Yeah. It's pages and pages of boob touching and and, and, <laughs> and wet sucking back and forth with somebody's penis and um and and hot shoulders and, oh, and man. whatever.
1: You and, should write blurbs for her books.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I liked about her books, yeah. okay, so let's let's talk about the first one, because this is hilarious. Devil's Bride. That is the name of it. Okay. Devil Sinster is a duke. Why wouldn't he be? That's his
1: actual name. He,
0: nope. His name is Sylvester. His uh, his nanny, when he was a little boy, used to call him that Devil Sinster. And he. so his cousins started calling him Devil. Okay. So that's his nickname. All him and his five cousins... Are what uh, they all have nicknames exactly like that. It's the worst, right? <laughs> Satan, like Sinister, and Lucifer, and not even kidding. Like the Watch
1: worst. the Omen, Sinister. Yeah, okay.
0: And uh, right, and so there. This is set. What happens is the six of these men uh, were in the army. Napoleon. <laughs> I read a lot so of Napoleon is, era. So this is
1: oldie time. Yeah,
0: oldie time. Okay. Uh, the, the Regency romance novels is what they're called. Okay. And so around 1815, uh, Napoleon is defeated, finally. The second time and for reals. Uh, they all come home. They all live. And uh, the six of them start uh, doing it. Doing it with ladies. And then one <laughs> after another, <laughs> devil, the first of them, uh, fall in love and get married. And... um what I like about Stephanie Lauren's books, besides she writes a hell of a good uh, sex scene, <laughs> is that the women are strong characters. Cool. They're very strong characters. They are not... Uh, the men are strong characters as well. Because they're... And they're not strong in any sort of um, a mean way. They're like actual men. Right. They're To some extent, it's what you want out of an actual man. Which is <laughs> someone who is uh, a responsible adult. Right. Who is... Very silly in the way that they're just like, is it, does it irritate you? Like your brothers do. It's just like oh, is that. Is it, 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 it bum me out the fact that I'm just, just kind of just pulling on your hair like that. And uh, but they also want to make out with you and, and, and have the, the sexual relations. Awesome. And then so they're responsible adults who are silly and happy and okay, all cool. of those things that are nice. And of course, because it is a fictional novel, super hot. Yeah. Everybody's super <laughs> foxy. There's uh, there's very few books that are not. So she's written. There's six of them Well Then the publishers Get involved Like they do In science fiction And everything right. else and They're like Do they have any brothers Or little brothers Or And so now All the Sinster novels Are now in the 1860s Oh because it's they're Her kids and, and they're like Everybody has to uh, Go through puberty And then And then there's Sometimes there's a mystery In her novels okay. as well Where there's a bad guy
1: uh is it a is it just like a conflict there it's a mystery in like a who done it
0: yeah sometimes there's a sometimes it's a who done it sometimes it's a um uh uh essentially yeah there's there's a lot of sort of who done it in murder a who done it yeah. in th- uh, stealing who, who uh, <laughs> what's the mystery of the lady's past or the guy's <laughs> past right. that made who them done have the thing to, what yeah. happened to the thing how how can these comedy of errors you know, misunderstanding yeah. this type of thing
1: yeah uh so do you find yourself invested in, like, the in that stories family? of, like, the great nephew of oh, Devil Sinster or whatever? A
0: little bit. A little bit I do. And um, where you're like, oh, there's a new Sinster novel. I guess I'll... And here's the thing. So... I tend to read romance novels when I'm a little stressed out, Okay. and just because they're easy and you can move on, and they genuinely take me about seven to eleven hours to read,
2: okay,
0: because uh, it's a skim and you're done, and then you can reread it if you if there's something because yeah. whatever. And um, the only way to judge how many romance novels you're reading, <laughs> I've decided, is to actually count the money.
1: Okay, because like how much they money cost you're spending.
0: eight to eleven dollars a piece.
1: You know, do you buy them uh, the actual physical books? Yep. You no, you you're not on your Kindle with the romance novels. Nope. Now, why?
0: Uh, I can't read originals. Uh, I have to reread on a Kindle. Okay. I can't. It just uh, bugs
1: you to read yeah. a novel for the first time on Kindle. Yes. Okay.
0: And uh, so, my father was in the it was in the hospital. Not this summer. Not this year, not this <laughs> July, but last July, and in the last year, I've probably spent six hundred dollars on romance, novels. wow,
1: okay, so just kind of dealing with the stress, some of the waiting right. around right,
0: very very worried, a little sad, I'm like. Oh, what's the shitty paranormal thing that Amanda Quick has written? Amanda Quick, by the way. Turns out that's not a real name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she loves This will be paranormal. Amanda
1: Hug and Kiss, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I believe her fake other name that she writes out is sort of modern, because the Amanda Quick paranormal yeah. uh, Regency romance, and like romance novels from the early 1800s, are, they are... Um, she she writes under that name and then she writes under like Jane Krantz and Jane is spelled with a Y. Of course. It seems like a 13-year-old moment where yeah. you're like, i was spelling name with a Y now. <laughs> and uh, so, but the I, I don't mind the paranormal ones. They are absurd. Yeah. And they are, you know, someone, it's essentially like, uh, you know when uh, soap operas, someone creates a weather machine that they're going to control the weather? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. There's always, and, the, and then there's always some spooky, and then there's s- certain ones where, some of the romance, it gets a little uncomfortable because the bad guy is so bad. Like, you, the good guy is good, the woman, uh, the, the protagonist lady is, yeah. is fine for me, but the person who's trying to control her is so fucking creepy that it's like Law & Order SVU, <laughs> right? Like yeah. someone has watched far too much true crime bullshit, yeah. and I'm like, well, we're done with you. And uh, there was uh, some woman named Lisa Klepis, K-L-E-Y-P-A-S, who enjoys, I think... Like a lot of sort of role play in the be- in the bedroom. okay, and she wants there to be, and she likes to be kind of dominated. So all of her sex scenes are sort of her uh, the woman being dominated, okay. or the guy being dominated. and you're like, mm, all right, it's kind of cool,
1: but it's a little, <laughs> little uncomfortable. <And> <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah, speaking of that, have you read Fifty Shades of Gray?
0: No, and I will not. Uh, okay. Someone gave me Fifty Shades of Chicken, and it was a, it's a chicken recipe <laughs> book. And it is very—actually, some of the recipes are actually pretty good. Yeah. But it's gross because uh, once the left side of the page is fan fiction about a chicken uh, and all d- describing the, the preparation of the chicken in sexual terms.
1: Okay, And the Great. chicken is
0: usually the woman, and the woman is dead.
1: See, that seems trust more up. disturbing to me than actual Fifty Shades of Grey. Right, 50 I mean, you Shades get to eat chicken at the end, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, and then uh, the right-hand side is just a picture of a chicken uh, that's been trussed up and, uh, and, I don't know, herbed. Uh, okay, so, so no
1: Fifty Shades of Grey for you. No Fifty
0: Shades of Grey because it's too... It it feels it's too dominating, like it's not yeah. that too much info for the the fans of obsessed. But <laughs> uh, Jackie Cation does not wants everyone to agree to be having sex in the yeah. in, in the sexual time when it's when it's the happy rolling around time. Uh, let's all uh, say yeah, hey, we're gonna have a good time.
1: That's totally understandable. Yeah.
0: Um, but if so, you want to do it, knock yourself, as long as it's consenting adults and, and you've agreed to it.
1: Well, and know? that seems to be the problem with Fifty Shades of Grey is it sort of purports to be that. But then people who actually do. Did you read it? Uh, no, I've never read it. But okay. There was all this backlash when the when the movie came out because people who are actually in BDSM communities in right. relationships are saying that's, that's not, not, not what this is. This is a misrepresentation of, what of how we and- go about yeah Absolutely agreeing to it. Yeah, you know we don't do the power play when we agree to do it. The point is to have the power play during the sexual interaction, not to have the sort of power play that's demonstrated that leads up, up to... like the "you'll sign this contract or I'll be out of your life" kind of like. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's just sort of it's supposed to be bossing when you're doing it, right? It's not yeah. bossing leading up to it. That seems There's like coercion.
1: It's coercion. It's gross and <laughs> that,
0: annoying. Yeah, again, it's super sort of like annoying. that's it's...
1: a great sexual fantasy if you're young, maybe to be bossed around by right, right. somebody, but, you but you wanna... to be bossed around in real life's. Like, go to work.
0: Yeah, get you a Go job. to a bank.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> You'll get bossed around. It won't be I fun. I think I read a, or Harle- sexy.
0: a Harlequin romance, which, by the way, in high school, I called Harleys. Anyway. <laughs> uh, a Harlequin I think
1: romance. I hear a Harley coming.
0: <laughs> right. I got to go get a Harley, you guys. I got to go steal a Harlequin romance from the uh, local Kmart. And uh, by the way, the way you steal shitty novels is... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You break the binding. You open it in a couple of different places, you dog ear one corner, you stick it in your back pocket, and you walk out the door.
1: Right, because they look you They assume that like like you walked in that. with it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're nice. like, and then if you ask him, you're like, oh no, I know the plot entirely. <laughs> because how could you not? It's the same plot.
1: Okay, so for for the, you know what you like in a romance novel. Yep. You, you, you're on tour with Maria, you go into a bookstore, mm-hmm. how quickly can you determine what's, going to be one you like? Do you do it by the cover? Do you do it by a quick skim of the prose?
0: i got to read the back. And uh, and the other problem, the other... Here's what happened was I read all of the Stephanie Lawrence books. I yeah. uh, was deep in rereading of George Ed and, Heyer uh, and Jane Austen and stuff like that. And I was like, I freaking need, I need uh, new authors. So what I did was I Googled the words... 10 Best Regency Romance Novels, and it turned me on to Mary Ballow. Now, okay. Mary Ballow is an interesting author because she doesn't write... The sex scenes are pretty tame. They're okay. just like, and then they had sex. <laughs> and you're like, did they? Did they have sex? Was it great? <laughs> Let me just try to live vicariously through the fact that you gave me a half a paragraph of them having sex. Okay. Anyway, so... And, and recently at the newer one, someone must have said, hey... We're going to need some touching, Mary. Uh, Anyway, but what she does do, she wrote this thing called the, I think it was the Simply series. Yeah. Where they all have the word simply in the title. And there's seven
1: of them, I think, or six of them.
0: And uh, uh, everybody has a, everybody, there's never just one book anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. And uh, what kind of words are, is it like simply sex or?
0: Simply love, simply magic, simply, uh, straightforward. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Simply straightforward. (laughs) Simply Steve.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Steve just comes over. He's simply there. <laughs> anyway, but uh, simply dangerous, I think. Okay. Uh, simply magical, possibly. Who knows? Yeah. But um, and everybody's a duke, right? Everybody is yeah, like some be. sort of marquis or marquess, or yeah. uh, By the way, I have never learned uh, how to pronounce all of those words: viscount, uh, viscount. Uh, so, uh, but the feel free to email me, Jackie at dot com. <laughs> anyway, so the but the. What I like about Mary Ballow is that she does, first of all, her character development, the people are very, they're, they're complex enough that they're, they're nice. There's also a, kind of a genre where things are
1: sad. Okay. Things are
0: sad in kind of a romance Novel sometimes where you have a good cry
1: Oh good well cry. that's like the sort of The orgasm and so sort some, of the catharsis Like <laughs> yes, a good a little, four like, pages catharsis. Of heavy crying
0: <laughs> Well there's sort of like oh she's so misunderstood I'm misunderstood and, uh, Right okay like, yeah that's yeah, totally relatable Yeah, It's relatable and you're like well you aren't that misunderstood. Nobody's that misunderstood <laughs> because it's a romance novel, and uh, but it's boohoo sad stuff. And then Mary Bello also likes to work with uh, d- uh, d- disabled people. Okay, like there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of the new ones she's written are actually like about uh, guys coming back from from the the war with Napoleon. Who had their arms blown off and oh. they're, yeah, or were tortured. Or well, that's really of. cool. PTSD. She has like a whole series of PTSD ones. That's, that's really cool Fivers to put that
1: some of those sort of more modern issues in a historical context.
0: Which they all do. That's, that's awesome. That was something we were t- talking about before, which is they all try to... The ones that I read, kind of to some extent when I was a kid, they taught me about tolerance. Yeah. And they taught me about like like science fiction can, you know? and And romance novels can teach you about... About acceptance and tolerance and and letting people be nice to you and, and I mean, real lessons. Yeah. I mean, which is for seven bucks, you know? Yeah. What do you want?
1: I suppose they are all about uh, somebody ultimate, the protagonist ultimately getting what they want. They get what if they that's want. understanding, and if that's sex.
0: one love you. Yeah. To some extent, many of the romance novels are about learning how to let someone love you and let someone even like you. Cool. And, um... It's just, it's, it is cool. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's, there's not. it's not a lesson that doesn't need to be learned. Yeah. Because we, for some reason, a lot of people grow up and they don't know how to let people to be, let, let people be nice to them. Or yeah. Let p- people like them or protect them. You know, like I, I have always been super defensive, a little aggro, you guys, I don't know if you guys <laughs> can tell I'm a little aggro, and, <laughs> and, but I've, i I have to, like, when I met my husband, I genuinely, one of the big problems with me dating for the longest time was letting guys, um, thinking that I was going to have to protect them when I introduced them to my family. Okay. Because my family is like this. It's very much like myself, where they are super chatty magoos and aggro, and um, so you... So when I met my, my husband, my current husband,
2: I like to call him, anyway, when I
0: met my my husband, I was like, you know, it's kind of, he stands up for himself. He's an adult human being. Yeah. He gives as good as he gets with my brothers and my dad. And, um, and when he gets irritated, he tells them that he's irritated with them. And you're like, Oh my God. That is the person that's one of the things I love about him the best. Wow. Is that he doesn't need to be protected and he doesn't need and they all love him as much as I do just because they're like, oh, he's a he's a he's just a guy. And <laughs> and to some extent he's a better guy than they are, because they're a little more defensive than he is. Yeah. And he is just a sane you know, uh, a guy with moderation. You know, yeah. he's like, moderation in all things. And as my father likes to say, even in moderation, yeah. <laughs> which is an old saying.
1: I've only um, had one dead. conversation with your husband, but I can see what you're talking about because he wanted to bring up a Star Wars theory with me. And yeah. He heard me go on and on about it on podcast.
0: Right, because you and were on The Dork Forest defending the prequels. Yes. Which was a great episode. Uh, by yeah, way. I had a ton and of fun a fan doing favorite, that. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, I'm
1: thrilled. I'm mm-hmm. thrilled. But he, he brought up a Star Wars theory and we didn't quite agree on it. And he yep. just said, well, I don't quite agree with you. And it, <laughs> it wasn't aggressive. It wasn't... It, and it's so hard in, like, sort of geek communities where people get weird about their yeah, opinions. They really where they own. You, you you know They have a hard time agreeing to disagree. And what it was was just a friendly, like, nice to talk to you about Star Wars. I don't agree with you. It's not a problem, though. Bye. Yeah, it's not
0: a problem because Star Wars can be everything to everyone. Yeah, it can it's be, not real. It isn't yeah. real. And what you get out of it is such a great thing. Whatever yeah. you get out of Star Wars... Is the greatest thing that uh, that Star Wars did for you? Yeah. And if you get a different thing out of Star Wars that he gets out of Star Wars, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Ross on the TV show Friends uh, got a sexual <laughs> fantasy out of it, so uh, I like to bring everything back to the TV show Friends.
1: <laughs> it's pretty easy to do. They covered a lot of ground. They really <laughs> I did.
0: I think I mentioned it to Maria Bamford today. She was on the set of of that thing she's doing, and uh, and she was talking about. Um, She's, she had to do a scene with a guy who's a soap opera actor, and she said he has the greatest acting technique because he can look stern, he can look angry, and it's just a different way... He can do it in a minute where he just has a different look at his face. And I said, oh, Joey talked about that in Friends. (laughs) So it's my second Friends reference today.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Well, we'll see if we can go for a third. Mm -hmm. Um, So I asked the people these How Obsessed Are You questions. Okay. Uh, So I can ask them in the context of general crap novels or I can ask them in the context of romance novels. Which would you prefer?
0: Um... I will answer them generally or specifically as I can. Okay. so why don't you just ask? I guess. Uh,
1: do you think I'll I'll go with romance novels? Okay, because I feel like that's yeah. generally where your your arc leads.
0: Right, because because it is an obsession that a lot of people don't have. So I yeah, can, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll answer it to that. Cool.
1: Uh, a sub question I wanted to ask you about the pros before I forget. Yeah. Uh, when the prose is bad in a romance novel, does it bother you, or is that part of their charm?
0: Oof, it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> Where you're like, I have to skim because this lady doesn't know how to... That's terrible. Okay. Uh, whoever is writing this is lost their mind and <laughs> did not read it out loud. But when you write anything read it out loud. Yeah. You can hear the problems if you read whatever like your paper you're turning into the people you're reading a you're writing a novel, you're writing I mean and as a as a joke writer, I say everything out loud. Right. Right. So I guess it's easier, but whenever I write a story for a storytelling show, I read it out loud. Yeah, uh, to make sure it actually to make sure flows. it sounds and it's glaringly obvious when it's poorly written, and it drives <laughs> okay. me crazy.
1: Cool. That helps me refine my understanding of what is a crap novel, because okay. actual, like, truly, truly crappy novels of bad storytelling, bad prose, Yeah, they do block you. Excellent. Uh, how much, you brought this up a little bit, how much money do you think you've spent total in your life on romance novels?
0: Oh, in excess of, since I've been reading them... You should ask how much money have I stolen? Uh, no, because of, of the shoplifting. Yeah. How many books uh, have you stolen from Kmart? Would, I probably stole probably sixty novels from okay. Kmart, and wow. they were probably four, four, fifty or five bucks a pop at that time. Wow! So three hundred bucks worth of worth of novels, plus the sales tax. Oh yeah. Wisconsin, what do I owe you? And uh, so, but I probably spent I don't know five grand.
1: Wow! Yeah, cool.
0: Over the but over the thirty years. Yeah, that's right? pretty reasonable. That seems. I might be more. Yeah. I would hate to know, quite honestly. <laughs> it's Because uh, I don't have enough to show for it.
1: <laughs> Would you watch a movie that was just called Romance Novels made by Adam Sandler?
0: <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't watch anything made by Adam Sandler. <laughs> I, I watched Happy Madison and was pleasantly surprised uh-huh. because he's done nothing before and after that I've ever enjoyed. Yeah. The guy's a tool bag, uh, and I don't know what he's—I I believe his movies are made— For burgeoning 11-year-old assholes. Like an (laughs) 11-year-old with a dream of being a dick. That's who. That's who his movies are for, as far as I can tell.
1: A Dick's Dream by Adam Sandler.
0: (laughs) Right, there's a romance
1: novel. Uh, Would you talk about romance novels with Hitler?
0: Uh... He would kill me out of hand if I brought up romance novels. Pretty sure, pretty sure. And yeah. uh, he didn't like Armenians, so yeah. he probably would have killed me before I even got to see him. Uh, I don't know what I what would I discuss with Hitler? I yeah. think dogs, I think dogs. Dogs. Sure, he liked dogs.
1: Yeah, so just a little bit common ground going yeah, back Trying to,
0: because try, your... try uh, I would like to think that I would choke Hitler and kill him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how good I am at murder. I don't know. Yeah, and that's uh, a fine
1: thing to not know about yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're right. You're right about that.
1: Uh, it'd be great if you started talking about dogs And see if you could escalate to ponies
0: <laughs> Right, do you guys like ponies? <laughs> what, do, what do you think about Poland?
1: <laughs> Excellent uh, Would you ever want to read a romance novel Featuring your favorite superheroes Hooking up?
0: Oh, like a, f- a slash fan fiction? Yeah. I'm doing that comedy, uh, the, uh, the erotic fan fiction. Oh, nice. Brian Cook's show. Uh, yeah, show. That's a I great did it. I did a Magic the Gathering one where I talked about uh, two famous uh, necromancer. Uh, well, one was a necromancer and the other one, the woman was a necromancer and the other guy was a blue wizard. And um, <laughs> she killed him and then brought him back to life and said, you didn't say your safe word. That was my favorite line. <laughs> anyway, and then the other one I did that I liked a lot was uh No sex at all. Almost uh, was about um, two people who went to uh, an artisanal uh, dice making. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, they made uh, artisan uh, dice out of found woods. Anyway, um, sexy. Right. The one that I'm doing next month is uh, is going to be a a Time Warner AOL merger because corporations are people. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Would I... Do I like slash fan fiction?
1: Yeah, like, if if DC marketed it and there was a, you know, Batman and Superman get-together romance novel, would that be interesting to you?
0: I don't know. I read a lot of comic books. Yeah. So, and I have... I mean, there's plenty of romance in Daredevil and Hawkeye, and, I mean, there's plenty of... And Ms. Marvel and... I mean, not Ms. Marvel, but... Oh, Ms. Marvel does have some romance to it. Because she's, you know, the the... The, the Quickie Mart guy? Yeah. He's in love with her. <laughs> and, um, and so the... I don't know. I mean, what is Superman but a romance novel? Yeah. I mean, so you Superman, feel like you're already
1: getting it out. I'm
0: already getting. You it. don't
1: need don't, them to actually have sex to get all the other romance oh, that is there. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I don't. I don't need. I don't. I don't need <laughs> sex described between Wonder Woman and Superman. I'm good.
1: Best no ever.
0: Best no ever. No, yeah,
1: no. no. I do not need
0: that. I don't need that. Uh, they can keep that private.
1: Would you swear to none over a disagreement about romance novels?
0: Would I swear at a nun over a disagreement?
1: Yeah, if a nun got up in your business about uh, romance no- and novels. said that it
0: was that they were... Maybe if Barbara Cartland rose from the dead to tell me that I was reading <laughs> Smut and why would I read Smut and got in my face about it, would I swear at her? Yeah. And it was a nun? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm. Uh, depends if I was in a cussy mood. <laughs> I might tell her to fuck off, but I might just uh, be like, Well, let's just agree to disagree. Why don't you go reread the Koran and I'll be over here or whatever you're reading.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Would you cosplay as a character from a romance novel at at like a Comic-Con?
0: With the right costume, I would. I would do that. Uh, I would uh, I would need to professionals to be involved. Okay. Because uh, I need professionals to be involved to wear the pair of pants that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> uh, I can't pick clothing. I'm not good at it. So, Who
1: picks your clothing?
0: Uh, well, I got these free when I did a show. Okay. And I was like... You hey, got can free
1: I? pants for a show?
0: I know it. I did, a, I did an acting thing, and I was like, can I have those? Can I buy those pants? <laughs> and uh, the woman was like, it's more trouble for me to get money from me. Just take them. Just take, take the take pants. The pants and- take the pants. I got two pairs of pants and a pair of shoes. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then I went out and I was like, I went to Macy's and I showed them these pants and I said, I would like another pair of these pants. <laughs> and uh, they didn't have these pants, but they had a similar pair of pants that nice. luckily the woman working at Macy's was like, what about these pants? How do these pants look. And I was like, those pants will do anything. That's that, great. As long as I, I just need help. Yeah. I'm not good at, I was just, I was talking to somebody about how I don't know what I look like. Cause yeah. I never look in the mirror. I look at the mirror at my head when I brush my teeth and comb my hair and then I bathe and stuff, but I have no <laughs> idea what you're seeing. Right. Uh, so I hope it all works out for it you. Does. It's great. Uh, thanks. Uh, but um, yeah. And like, and I usually like if something's wrong, with the way I look I get that from outside
2: Okay Like people
0: are like Hey you know your shirt's on inside
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey you have a dryer sheet uh, Coming out of your right <laughs> pant leg I'll be like Oh shoot uh, I don't know why I'm, uh, I'm troubled Yeah But uh, but whatever
1: It's not your focus right
0: It's, not my, it's none of my business What yeah. you see
1: <laughs> it's, it's not your <laughs> problem It's not Yeah <laughs> How do you feel? That's the important thing. Right. Uh, Okay, so this is by far the weirdest question uh, in the How Obsessed. Uh, If the only way you could continue to read romance novels is if someone first punched you or someone you loved in the groin, (gasps) if you had to pay that price, would you still do it?
0: Super hard?
1: Nah, you can bargain.
0: All right. I get punched in the groin to do it Sure I, would, I, would, I wouldn't want anyone else to take a punch I yeah, okay, wouldn't so want anyone else to you, take a punch To, to, to fulfill my, my, okay. my romance novel needs uh, well, You would
1: put yourself through a little bit of pain yes. In order to keep reading romance novels Right
0: And I'll tell you something I've tried to write a romance novel You uh, have Yes uh, When I was 14 uh, I turned 15 I tried to write one And my stepmother laughed And laughed and laughed at it Unfortunately Not in the kindest way <laughs> But
1: Did you show it to her on purpose Or did she like, I discover it? To her it?
0: On purpose, because I wanted some feedback. Because she read a lot of, she read like those John Jakes novels. I know. I read those. those. Well, they're uh, historical. They're, they're essentially like shogun.
1: Okay. The, oh, they, they became
0: yeah. miniseries. Okay, groups. those things, yeah. She, she read all of those. Like, if there was going to be a miniseries about it, she had read it. And uh, and so uh, I believe I wrote a romance novel, and I used the term, Methinks the Lady Doth Protest Too Much. <laughs> and she was like, You haven't even read that Shakespeare play That that comes from So you don't get to And I was like "Mm, What is it from? And she was like It is from Shakespeare I can't talk to you Go away with this So it was
1: more about your misusing quotes from Shakespeare than the actual yeah. quality oh, of the romance?
0: Yeah, my stepmother was very uh, interested in accuracy in, uh, in in her historical fiction okay. as well, which is maybe where I got it from.
1: Okay, but now you do write romance, uh, little bits of romance for oh, the competitive comedy, erotic fanfiction. The
0: erotic fanfiction I wrote, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've done it four times And twice I liked And twice I hated I wasn't I did the one where you got it From the From the audience Oh you got real, a suggestion From the uh, audience Suggested from the audience uh, I hated what I wrote there And I knew that I would Because uh, I tend to just go super dirty Yeah Because I don't know What the hell I'm doing <laughs> I, I need time I gotta massage my prose Yeah And then the second The third one I wrote It was just dumb I think it was like a, Oh I know It was The Price is Right <laughs> I thought it was funny and it turns out not enough people have seen The Price is Right to get the references right, and it just got weirdly dirty as well so it was just in the end it it, 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 I said in the end anyway um. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well I'd be happy to read The Price is Right yeah you wouldn't like
0: it either it was pretty poorly
1: uh, I don't know right. I don't know I think I could enjoy it on multiple levels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I asked people to make a noise to sum up their obsession so can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with crap novels slash romance novels
0: all right, eh.
2: <laughs>
0: they're they're a real clock eater, you guys. Yeah. They're a real uh, tick tock <laughs> as I go inexorably towards death. It uh, it really it breaks up the day.
1: So the noise you make to some of your obsession is the eh. movement of time toward death. Yes, expressed as eh eh. <laughs> You're not bad. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so I have these final questions All that right. don't have anything to do uh, with the obsession. They're just All weirdo right. weirdo questions. If you could shoot either ice or birds out of your hands, which would you want to shoot out of your hands?
0: Ice. Birds just seem, birds seem like they would, uh, yeah. And first of all, where am I getting the birds? Are are their lives interfered with? Do I grab them from some netherworld where they were busy trying to, like, eat?
1: Yeah, netherworld, for sure.
0: The netherworld, they're at dinner, Yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, birds out of my hand, and they're like... Where the fuck is my lunch? Uh, It seems rude. (laughs) It seems like I'm breaking up their day. Ice. I'm not interrupting anybody. Excellent. Yeah. And plus, who doesn't want to be able to make something cold if they wanted to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you answered that very practically, and you're the first one to show any emotions for the birds. (laughs) (laughs) So go you. Okay. Second one of three. If you were on a stamp, like the post office commemorated you on a stamp, what would you want your pose to be on the stamp?
0: I have an Amelia Earhart. I have uh, a hat and goggles that I bought at California Adventure uh, that I enjoy a great deal. And I sometimes lounge in at the, around the house. Really? An Amelia Earhart, yes.
1: So it would be you lounging at home reading, romance reading a romance hat. novel with an Amelia Earhart. Possibly reading
0: a romance novel with an Amelia Earhart. Sure. <laughs> and goggles. Actually, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind the, the whole Amelia Earhart. Uh, you know, have you ever seen her stamp? She's in a plate. Or she's standing on the way. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Let me get me a prop plane and let's do
1: this. (laughs) Let's do it right. Perfect. Uh, And the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Oh. Yeah, I know. Well,
0: it's uh, to not be restless, irritable, and discontent. It's to fight restlessness, irritability, and discontent every day. And to find some serenity, a little peace and uh it's an ongoing ongoing it's uh fighting uh all of that you know like you're restless you're irritable you're discontent you're bitter yeah. you're looking at other people thinking they're probably having a better life than me, and they—they uh, they aren't. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> they might have more money than you. They might be better looking. They might have done more sit-ups, and they're a little bendier. But uh, but on the whole, everybody is uh, is, a, is has got a committee meeting going on in their own head. Yeah. And so know that the minutes you wouldn't want any part of the minutes of their committee meeting, and much like they wouldn't want any part of the minutes of your committee meeting. So uh, just try to remember that.
1: That is awesome. Thank all you right. very much. That is our podcast.
0: You've been listening to Obsessed Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest. Shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed.